I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. There were distinct advantages to black atheism, to a disbelief in dreams and moral appeal. First, it removed the weight of believing that white people, quotes around it, in mass were interested in list were interested listeners. White people in mass are not. They're like any other people, mostly self-interested, which is why mass appeals to conscience minus some compelling existential threat generally end in disappointment but i was armed against disappointment because in defiance i had no expectations of white people at all hey welcome to the black Test podcast your host rod and karen and we're live on a saturday ready to do some feedback you can find us on itunes stitcher podomatic leave us five star reviews we're gonna read them today no matter where they from all over the planet no matter where they from and we will also take some time out to uh you know check out your comments on our website your votes in our polls your voicemails that you leave at our voicemail line 704-557-0186 that's 704-557-0186 as long as it's two minutes or less because it will cut you off and every week we have somebody that has to leave two voicemails because they always get cut off uh so i don't think this week's an exception we'll find out but uh yeah you can do all that stuff um you can uh uh email us the blackouts at gmail i don't remember if i said that um and we, yeah all these ways to get in contact with the show we love them yes we do and we read that stuff today that's what today is about it's about you and the feedback that you left and the stuff that we talked about um the excerpt that i read is from we were eight years in power in american tragedy by ta coates um and that's just a small paragraph that i remember highlighting at the time because that is the closest i can get to explaining the way i view race and race struggles in america and some people think it's too pessimistic some people don't get it you know i'm not i'm not saying i'm always right there's a lot of times where i'm wrong and i'm happy to be wrong but i i wouldn't even describe what i feel as pessimism i feel as realism you look at the history of this country you look at how fucked up it is and you looked at how it's been fucked up and this is like one of those things where you can't ever be too maybe i'm just protecting myself from being too disappointed but Correct. i just don't believe in this uh general idea that white people just need to be informed of the black plight and then things will change in this country because people have been trying that for for centuries and uh you find out quickly that it's not so much that they're misinformed but many of them either are generally uninterested or complicit correct correct and 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 the thing is <laughs> because the the problem at the end of the day is white supremacy and that is something that's extremely hard to tackle because that means you need to uh change the foundation of this country and how it was even built and that's I'm not gonna say it's impossible, but it's it's it, it's it's a hard task. Pull it like that. Yeah, and I think a lot of the, our teachings from Black History class and activism and stuff when we were kids, a lot of the teachings that we were allowed to learn um, in school were these moments of white people being informed, and then once they were informed, things were supposed to get better. But they always gloss over the fact that white people knew a lot of cases and in most of the cases where you see progress in black people's uh plight in america it came at 
tooth it was fought for a tooth and nail it came from boycotts it came from uh welding our financial power it came from federal laws that mandated the that there was uh intercession of federal troops and stuff like this like it, it's always been at force that we have pushed white people into giving us even anything close to resembling equality um and i think it's very important that people understand that and for people like me that do understand that is why to some extent there's people that probably think i'm easier on racism and white people and shit but it's not that i'm easier i just don't have faith i think you have to have faith in somebody in order to truly to truly feel let down by them and if i don't feel faith in you you can't disappoint me you know look at it like a a child that if you have like an absentee father or you have a father figure or parental figure that consistently lets you down consistently at some point you draw a boundary off to your emotions and say i'm not expecting you to come on my birthday because you don't come if you show up okay cool nice Uh, i'm glad you did what you were supposed to do this year but next year we bite back to the same spot i'm not going to be hurt because you didn't come to my rescue and so i think a lot of times when i talk of especially individual white people which is one of the least one of the least effective ways to even discuss racism the individual white celebrity or somebody that says mm-hmm. something stupid it's just i always had this feeling of like there's a big chance that they don't know and don't give a fuck you know like like i'm not saying there's no racist white people i, I think you can be racist and not it doesn't necessarily uh excuse your racism but i do think there's something to be said about i don't think white people sit around thinking about us nearly as much as we think they do no they don't they don't uh because when shit happens a lot of times they're like oops my bad we didn't even think about that which is the truth like that the things that we care about and we're concerned about don't even cross their purview if nobody is there to advocate on our behalf yeah it's almost more hurtful in a way that they don't think about you you know it's almost like i wish i'd rather you intentionally say i want to hurt you hurt you and hurt your people then some of the ways we get injured now which is just these these haphazard off you know like <laughs> i don't know if this it might sound like a too complicated idea but it's almost like more refreshing that you call me a nigger because then i have something to be like well see now i know exactly what you're saying and you're not even playing around you know exactly what you mean too as opposed to someone that says something like you people you know where it's like yeah you're gonna say that there's nothing offensive about that and you don't know why i got so upset right i'd rather you just call me a nigga to my well, just, just call them niggas you know right and it's also one of those things where I, I i don't understand how people feel because it's one of those things where it can be frustrating because you're like well goddamn we never crossed your mind but we always have to consider you guys every fucking thing we do we yeah. all there's nothing in america being black or brown or a modulized person that you don't have to consider a white person's feeling you don't have to consider how they're going not only them how their children are going to respond because the children mm-hmm. respond wrong you got to deal with the fucking adult so you mm-hmm. go everything we have to do we have to consider you and you motherfuckers are like do 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 yeah i saw i don't know if you've seen this floating around but there's a video on twitter uh it was originally on tiktok which apparently is some new platform that i'm not registering for i'm Mm-mm. i'm gonna tap out at old i'm just gonna tap out just go ahead and f- uh, just like uh tim duncan not playing in a game dmp old 
i'm not playing tiktok because i'm old so mm-hmm. i missed the wave on snapchat and gladly i'm fine with that me too so uh on tiktok they tiktok it looks like kind of like vine or almost like they, it looks like it looks like on it yeah because i've seen them going around look like 15 seconds to do vine mm-hmm. or they're, they're funny like 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 i've seen them they're hilarious but i'm like i don't know what the fuck that is that's hilarious and going by my life so some woman uh and she is she had she appears to be black black father black child whatever you know i don't know i'm not looking into all her information like this uh-huh. but she's a nurse apparently or she was dressed as a nurse and she it looked like she the assumption i made was that she is a nurse and was in a hospital and she wanted to film a tiktok to be funny and the tiktok was oh her dressed as a patient with the patient gown on you know the paper gown or whatever going like i can't breathe uh, 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 and then she uses that uh, 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 to turn it into like a hip-hop beat and she starts dancing and shit like that and being like you know like we know y'all be faking or whatever and the, the before we can get to any of the the breakdown in this let me just start with it wasn't funny Mm-mm. which it wasn't funny right okay so it wasn't funny which automatically i'm like mm. okay i don't know what made you think that was smart to put up it would be like a police officer putting up a video of like you right. know what I'm like just like because of the position that you're because in. of the position you're in you actually should not be making jokes about this what mm-hmm. if someone dies on your watch right. because you didn't take their symptoms seriously or you get sued for malpractice like people have lost loved ones over this so to me it just wasn't funny then the second thing was um i went to her twitter page because i i'm like she got roasted so actually let me skip the second thing second thing is actually something else the second thing is a lot of black women were like we die too often in your in the care of hospitals from not having our stuff taken seriously for this to be funny to us right and then of course it turned into like everyone kind of projecting onto her all the white people that have ever you know all just the whole system of 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 nursing and it's right i mean like and i'm not saying that they were wrong for that but you know after the thousandth person it was almost like a contest like i saw a dude like my wife miscarried and i died and almost died in childbirth and you got jokes and i'm like it doesn't i don't think this woman was putting this up to be like i'm gonna make fun of your wife dying person i don't know right but mm-hmm. she wasn't even considering right areas. but 48 hours later people still making jokes like still mm-hmm. retweeting it and, and leaving comments right and so then that's when I, I what i was gonna say number two i'll say number three uh the shit was still up on her page and i was kind of surprised because i was like you know once you kind of become aware of the other side of this that's one of those times where even though people won't forgive you because at this point they're blaming you literally for like their children and loved ones dying and shit mm-hmm. so they're not gonna forgive you mm-hmm. even though that's not really your fault you would think you would just delete the shit just to be like i don't want to deal with this but i went on her page and like the pin post was her taking like sexy pics at on the pool like you know uh then a lot of her tweets were offered of the replies to that she posted screenshots of death threats she got in her dms um it was a lot of y'all can't take a joke and i realized oh she's clout chasing too right like she's out here trying like that's why you do tiktok or whatever mm-hmm. you're trying like to her it was better to go viral than to be a good or to even take a lesson from it and be like it's causing a lot of people hurt that i didn't mean to cause them let me just take it down 
yeah that wasn't the purpose the purpose yeah. was for me to have eyes on me because guess what all y'all are sharing the video even when you're t- saying black women die in childbirth yes, you're still you sharing are. my video i'm still seeing those stats go up mm-hmm. when i look at my media on my twitter profile i'm like look at my look at all this uh, i like i may be interviewed by about this i may right. get to go on tv right like there's something about it that made me be like damn this is like clout chasing or whatever in a mm-hmm. way right and the thing i kept thinking is kind of going back to the original quote the the ta-nehisi coats is if you just don't have an expectation of people to be shit a lot of times you just don't find yourself blown away or blown apart by their stuff as much and so for me i was just kind of like i saw this whole thing unfold and was like typical of everyone involved because because you know you could everyone could just block her and move the fuck on mm-hmm. or whatever but, but mm, everybody had the, to get their point off you right, know because that's not the social part of social media yeah so it was you know sometimes i feel like it's not that i'm it's not that i'm trying to discourage people from you know whatever it is that they feel mm-hmm. they're doing it's more like i just feel discouraged by people and therefore i don't think like i put it this way everyone who had the hope of educating her what what happened so you know what i mean it's that quote-unquote white people are just disinterested she's not interested in y'all's education or your point or any of this stuff she like she literally is more interested in the fact that you're giving her attention right because that's the reward and that's what's sad about the shit and everybody's getting rewarded her reward is i'm going viral and y'all reward is well not y'all but the people that respond Mm. to her your reward is i'm actually going viral off of what she said yeah i'm piling on right right so she getting hundreds of thousands of tweets and review reviews and you're getting the same thing so at the end of the day is everybody catching every attention from everything because the way my mind ticks because i've been on on social media particularly twitter long enough an event happens and then everybody comments which is cool but then after a certain period of time you know most of the time people move on but then the people don't move on they continue it's like oh okay y'all are just here just to just to feed off of each other and and kind of uh, grow off of each other's platforms yeah um so yeah so sometimes i'm i'm cynical you know it doesn't extend to just white people it's everybody i'm kind of cynical with because it's like motherfuckers aren't being educated or changing based off the shit it's just now it's just more predictable so right and and what's so funny is that uh for some people they don't even realize that's what they're doing they go this is just the shit we do yep. like 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 they like they can't see that that's what they're doing but in reality that's what you're doing you're feeding yeah. off off of off, off all of these other things yeah uh like uh it's you know i make the joke but i'm serious it's like everyone doing thanksgiving they have to go in on elon again mm-hmm. and now he leaves social media every thanksgiving mm-hmm. and i saw people being like you know he did a lot of good stuff for people blah blah, blah. and then when the wave changed they're like but well, what about the people that you know work with him and didn't like it and then it was like yeah 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 i'm sorry i even said that that he did good things my bad y'all and i'm like what's real because let's be let's be honest you're not roasting him because of any of the work conditions of twib right because you weren't there you're not roasting him for that that's not what you you roasted him because it was a good time to roast that person right and it reminded you of how funny and the first time was and you want to do it again why like we always try to hide behind like these causes like we're superheroes or something but maybe maybe you put on a bat suit because you like beating people up 
come on like like maybe it's not about solving crime or Mm -mm. or justice maybe you just like beating people up and i think that's the part that people need to confront on that kind of stuff anyway that's a total random tangent um let's get into the people that gave us money i dedicate this song to recession depression and unemployment this song is for you today's a new day new day new pay we got nick z with the recurring donation thank you nick mm-hmm. laura e we appreciate you as well uh noel w hit us with the recurring donation um loading screen hit us with oh miss hathaway <laughs> hit us with the recurring donation uh benjamin c thank you very much for your recurring donation as well um i should probably just write these down before the show rita macy <laughs> no relation to benjamin c rita macy also hit us with that recurring donation both of them sound like old people names <laughs> bomani jones uh you guys know him the homie from the right time and the mm-hmm. evening jones and hot high, high noon pete b thank you very much olivia in chicago we appreciate you here we do renate m thank you renate hope i'm saying that right mm-hmm. um okay taking a while taking a while um, man if you guys want to hear a good podcast check out bomani jones's interview with howard bryant that was on the right time it's good black film press comics thank you so much we appreciate you um all right my phone is just like fuck it today <laughs> we'll get to these other people as it comes I, oh, that I phone is like i'm not thinking about y'all niggas today what is going on um if i go to a different one did it tap out on you david uh, david in brooklyn laura f it look like all the new ones is, oh ricky a pretty ricky what to call me uh <laughs> like all the new ones is the ones that it's not wanting to load so uh what, what are we gonna do here guys um if this phone don't move faster i guess what i'm gonna do is just shout y'all out during the regular show i don't know <laughs> it's something about this room Calfani g come on now come on we're back to monday we almost there y'all we almost there april g almost there now i'm just doing them random i'm just clicking on ones that look like they might pop up to see if something happened uh there's only <laughs> four left um none of them want to load either it's just oh this is bad this is bad podcasting guys <laughs> um <laughs> can y'all just smile for me while this happens while this loads i don't know i am i'm smiling all right then you know what guys we're just gonna call these people out during the show because whatever they load my phone decided fuck it today it is just like i'm full emails not getting answered on a light skin phone <laughs> uh chris from hawaii that was one of the names five minutes later we'll get to the other three people um all right let's get to some of our five-star reviews then i guess oh wait triangle wine co that was one of the uh brian and f that was one i think we have one More? left uh well, we have two left we have two left okay Corey the tickler and tabitha m there we go yay we made it to the jesus. finish line jesus christ you think buying a new iphone would make everything go away all right we got five-star reviews to talk about um none on stitcher but we did get some on uh itunes 
and we also got a couple for spoiled reviews that were from outside the country that i didn't get to read before yay i'll start with the spoiled reviews guys if you don't know we have the blackout tips for movie reviews on itunes the feed uh is always a month behind our movie reviews that we have on our uh website for mm-hmm. premium people but if you're not premium and you still want to hear what our reviews sound like and what we talk about that's a good way to get to it so uh we got one that says uh uh wait where is it taking me i hit (laughs) read full review and then okay dr uh this is from japan it says five stars i downloaded itunes and created an apple account just to write this review i would not do that for any other podcast this podcast exemplifies the best in podcasting with intelligent hosts and well-reasoned views most of the time they put most of the time so sometimes we're not well reasoned guys this podcast (laughs) is a must listen in fact the only complaint i have about this show is they occasionally say gif instead of gif it is a graphic interchange uh it is graphic interchange format not graphic interchange (laughs) format that being said they are the perfect show to listen to on the commute while working out or while trying to tune out co-workers who you really don't want to listen to from tales of black twitter csi to wine and cheese white people news this is the show you need to listen to to be listening to also check the bathroom i think that may be your roomba i don't know what i don't know what that last part means but okay thank you um and what else do we have if, if that's the only problem i think we i think this relationship gonna work out and great britain we got one um uh, from sakuga daishi felix who says love you sh- love you guys the main show is so good that i went premium so i've already listened to all these reviews but this show is indeed great they actually cover black movies too unlike other shows who pick and choose by whether it's a drama or not i always appreciate the honest opinion on movies love the show thank you thank you Hey, all right and now five star reviews for the regular feed the black guy who tips um let's see the first one is a must listen i don't have anything much to say except that i love listening around the can and they're reading rainbows five stars oh thank you thank you i forgot to play the reading rainbow theme after we read today uh two years later uh is the next one by uh oh i'm sorry the last one was by sweet nest 98 this one's by Quan Pa, who says two years later five stars all right i think i've been listening for about two years but some of y'all been listening for way long and just now wrote your reviews also i just got my first iphone so it's easier to review in the purple app while i heard a couple of podcasts night veil and serial before yours and t with queen and jay are the first podcasts i listen to regularly and i continue to love to them shout out to t with queen and jay i'm also a regular listener Mm -hmm. and i continue to love both i'm a driver and spend my days and not or nights over the road with my play cousins while i have been since i've since branched out to just the two podcasts i found when i googled black podcasts uh oh from just the two yeah i don't blame you uh so you got more in your repertoire it's a new podcast every day it is i never am lacking for content from my two phase especially since i went premium with y'all keep up the good work peace kwan thank you kwan thank you baby and stay safe out there on them roads Mm -hmm. reading rainbowing uh this is by allegra a shout out to our girl allegra yeah five stars who says though my list of crap i need to read is not loving it i love the opening rainbow reading rainbow as a history buff and a person who loves learning and growing keep the book excerpts coming i appreciate karen and rod's opinion about on what they're reading the current events thank you thank you best it's, po- norm- it's normally what rod's reading yeah that's true best podcast in the known universe not hyperbole hyperbole this is by shady dame who says five stars 
keep up the good work guys the new rainy rainbow segment is amazing it helps get you get your mind right and prove that you aren't a complete garbage pile by laughing during guess the race sword ratchetness <laughs> and all the other topics i simply adore that rod and karen are black voices that aren't peppered with massage noir or hotepery thank you again for all that you do guys thank you thank you uh well, you know we try we try man we try sometimes <laughs> it's still you have to untrain your mind sometimes i don't think i got no hotel shit in me but oh I no i don't think you. i got no help hotel either that shit scared me in college i looked at that five percent of like, nah dog i'm good i don't yeah. know what the hell that is but i don't want none uh simply the best better than all the rest five stars by uncle ebenezer who says i've been listening to this podcast for about four years now and it is still the best in the game karen and her husband ross that's a new one <laughs> no one's done that one yet have not only provided me with countless hours of joy and laughter but have also helped me become a better person in so many ways as a white man they have helped me understand racism sexism and other forms of systemic oppression that i will never experience directly as well as many overlooked stories of black history in the u.s i've also really loved the recent emphasis on self-care and navigating the world of social media where everyone has an agenda tendencies towards faux outrage and all the other uh problematic aspects of our current climate plus they consistently emphasize listening understanding empathy and forgiveness all things we should strive for in our interactions with others except for rock except for the redhead fascists of course lest yeah yeah you know i have my limits uh <laughs> lest you think this podcast is all warm and fuzzy learning it's also hilarious as hell rod and Karen are both incredibly funny and have such a great time that when uh what they with what they do is positively infectious they even managed to make some of the most truly awful news stories enjoyable by mocking the utter ridiculousness of them karen yo come on rivals that of serena <laughs> serena do be hitting that come on during them <laughs> she do be hitting that come on during the matches <laughs> it always fires me up rod love your jamming improv style singing for guess the race Corey glover better watch out oh he, oh, he, he don't want to hear that he, he ain't got nothing to worry about yeah Mm-mm. i think he'll be fine he, he has nothing to i <laughs> sir you still got the crown we are not coming for it uh anyways for anyone looking for a great podcast what are you waiting for check this one out and come join the fun uh oh, thank you thank you baby that, that was very nice of it me. was um all right that's all the five star reviews for this week we appreciate you mm-hmm. let's get into the comments on the website our first episode last week was called das comrades i believe which is uh oh wait no 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 actually no that wasn't the first episode first episode was great but dot dot episode 1995 speaking of which you know today is episode 2000 what it is it's episode 2000 y'all know i don't be paying attention i know everybody just be working you gonna do something special i'm like what does a podcast do special for episode Mm -mm. we're gonna do black guy just the musical like (laughs) this is it we do the podcast (laughs) anyway miko says hey i cracked up with rod said he and karen were white women of color from different areas karen being from the su- the southern races and him being from maine i, I think white women of color rod comes out in full force in the fall and winter it is my birth time mm-hmm. it's like a white blanket to protect this delicate brown skin from the harsh cold nigga talk about having an african violet he only brings out while he reads while sitting on the patio with his uggs and fluffy scarf sipping his latte being unapologetically unbothered clearly i'm jealous 
yeah also it is pretty out there too it's relaxing yeah also i did mess up and kill my african valet because i uh accidentally left it out overnight one time ah. and so uh the, it's not a plant that can freeze Mm-mm, you have uh, to do that in the summer and spring yeah like there's certain succulents you can have outdoors like that but uh yeah clearly yeah we don't know nothing about no plants so yeah it's clearly a, not a good move on your boy's part yeah, this is going to be a, a learning as we go experience so uh that plant is dead yeah we, I, we had to get another one i did buy uh, go to trader joe's and buy me a succulent aka snake plant oh that's what that is a snake plant that's what they call them okay and, uh, it doesn't need as much water and it does need a lot of light but it can do indoors light um so i'm gonna be taking care of that one and hopefully i won't kill it so <laughs> karen you don't water it i water it i'll take care of it oh good because uh don't be dependent on me i know i know the last one you said you was watering and then it, it didn't do too good so no I'm, I'm just gonna water it myself <laughs> yeah don't depend don't be y'all just people talk about why don't you have no pets also right we have a similar issue a gift as soon as someone tells me they're bothered by something that is a non-issue unfortunately i now have to make jokes about it and bring it up sarcastically as much as possible no matter the consequences because it's their fault for bringing it up anyway glad i took a minute to comment while listening because i always want to but the moment passes i forget to go back and do it love the show take care thank you make up make up and yeah that is my love language so if you like jokes and humor is my love language i I mean some people just not gonna be your friend you know what i'm saying like not everybody's capable of being my friend because of that like yeah if you say or do something that's kind of funny i'm not and i'm not really mean about it normally but but yeah like they can't take that yeah you have no sense of humor right that's what that boils down to one thing that definitely one of the, the patterns i noticed in my life the people that i really typically fall out with or don't i'm not gonna be able to be friends with them are the control freak type of people that only let you joke when they quote unquote allow you to make a joke allow and they never feel comfortable around me because i'm kind of a loose cannon or a wild card i'm not over the top i'm not mean but it's just the fact that you know if you say something silly i might be like remember that silly thing you said and that's you know that's that's the joke you know so hopefully the fans that you know write in stuff like i don't like this segment or whatever you know four stars or whatever i hopefully they can take the joke man right because it's because it's all this is jokes it's not like i'm trying to like go find them or stick mm-hmm. people on them or something mm-hmm. i'm just making a joke of like hey, it's kind of silly isn't it you know ramsey pussy bow says five stars i knew when rod started reading the four star feedback i sat in the light like this is their show and they're gonna do whatever they want to do i enjoy the variety of openings that rod does however it's the blackout tips reading rate whether it's the blackout tips reading rainbow or rap lyrics etc yeah Thank man you. it's been i mean it's been a bunch of different stuff yeah we did poetry one time yeah, yeah. quotes it's, mm-hmm. i mean it's a bunch of different stuff man just you know bounce it around i'm sure this will pass too uh sim simma says i'm convinced that rod and karen are trying to kill people rod uh-huh. made me choke when he started that maga freestyle epstein oh my god i love y'all for real karen i've been meaning the right to compliment your pun game you have been making work and mundane household chores a treat yay you have you stepped it up dog i'm glad and i'm glad you appreciate those make america great again bars 
i don't know if my man appreciate him because he never wrote back in to say if he was good infrared crypto might have been insulted i don't know i hope oh, i hope not baby you know hopefully he i hope he just old business over making beats and hadn't had a chance to come in when i come out with the make america great again uh mixtape you know i'll just send it to him first Sova King <laughs> says, "Buddy at the Y sounds like homie from Harlem. Nice talk about Sugar Ray. Better give him back the dice so he can roll again. Well, he was demanding that you hand the pen over. You should have been like, well, I guess you're gonna have to stick us because I ain't giving you shit. I know I'm gonna die over this YMCA basketball. All <laughs> right. Uh, he ain't showed up in a week now. I'm like, damn, he must be embarrassed because my mm-hmm. ass is still there mm-hmm. having fun. Right. You be looking like you do know we all are paying to, nobody's paying us to be here. We're paying to go to this location. Jamel Scorpio says, I have been a listener since back when Steven Richards and Trill used to call. Oh, probably chill. Um, and yes, I do miss some of the things on the old episodes like Ball Alert and Bonding with Y'all and Justice Recapping True Blood. But change is necessary to keep the show fresh with new ideas. Maybe one day the rap lyrics will come back. But the reading of the book excerpts work. I like the chance y'all took with it. Some of these books I've read myself and lots of the passages you've read struck a chord with me when I read them too. Keep up the good work. And I tip my hat to y'all always improving, evolving, working on becoming a better show. Thank you. Thank you, baby it's a process man you know like this is a inside the podcaster studio kind of uh you know feedback show sometimes we talk about the inner workings i tell you like my thought process behind the stuff but um one of the main reasons that i like the book excerpt things is because it's something that karen likes to contribute to sometimes you know if i do rap lyrics karen's not normally going to say anything if i do um uh, opening with a poem or or um um or uh a quote she normally doesn't contribute but you know and i didn't prompt her to do this or whatever but when i started reading the book quotes karen started being like oh yeah this is how i relate to this quote and i said well shit i'm just gonna start reading more of these because you know uh i do want to know what she thinks about this these things that i'm reading but then also it's if you're listening to this podcast hopefully you care about what karen thinks as much as me so i hope so a lot of this times and and what's real is like a lot of times we're giving you like things about our personal lives and our growing up and our upbringing and our personal views from that yeah and it's no different than giving you that from what the latest thing with donald trump is or what the latest thing with this twitter topic is you know which you get as well but you know i feel like a lot of times you know we're giving game or relaying our lives or relaying our point of view through these moments and i i think uh you know it has to be edifying to some people and not everybody's going to like it but hey i didn't make a podcast for everybody to like uh, that's true and also it's one of those I, and i think from my experience there aren't people out there that are prolific readers like most of these books there's going to be a group of people who are really into and who have read it but i can guarantee you a lot of people like me never read them some people never heard of them before mm-hmm. and so a lot of times i'm hearing these things these quotes for the first time and so I'm responding to what they trigger in me and how they make me feel and and thinking about all my childhood and things like that. And I think it's just a wonderful experience to get people to search these books out, hunt these books, read these books for the first time. Um, because a lot of people, well, I, I feel like a lot of people that are prolific readers sometimes have a tendency to forget that everybody don't read like them like everybody ain't on top of the black and the black 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 well, black thing like they I are think also they- people listen to podcasts and they like i'm getting what i want out it's like a jukebox mm-hmm. i just stick to the things i would like you to talk about just do the things i want to hear just talk about you know 
and i'm unfortunately i'm I'm not a fucking playlist you know what i mean i'm not spotify i i'm a human being i'm the podcast is mostly for what the fuck we interested in at that point in time Correct. so that's what you get you know and i understand you know and and i definitely hear and understand that that's gonna not make everyone happy right right and, and but the thing is you know like everybody else we grow we evolve we change and i actually really enjoy and like like i said like talking to you like sharing with the audience some of the things that uh i know for other people they be here for the first time too like i'm looking like i can't be the only one hearing this for the first time that's the other part i didn't learn these things necessarily in school right a lot of the stuff that i did learn was stuff that my parents encouraged me to, to read but i didn't learn a lot of this stuff in school and i know it's not it's never too late to learn Mm-mm. and i hope no one's ever ashamed of hearing these things because my personal belief is we should never be ashamed of our history and our past because it's not you know and also some of the topics are contemporary topics like how we treat each other in uh via the internet how we treat each other in real life uh family stuff like it's not all just woe is me slavery shit but it's you know i'm just trying to let people be you know hip to something else you know and and also there's not other shows doing this so deal with it agreed and i know for me like i said i'm on the opposite end of the spectrum of that and i've shared that before where we didn't do a lot of reading so you know a lot of this like i said is new to me but and with even you not being taught but, but even what i'm saying what i'm saying is even some of the stuff i'm reading to y'all is new to me too uh, right, okay. it's not okay. all shit that i grew up knowing like a lot of this stuff to me is affirming so right. you know maybe people feel uncomfortable that some of the topics may be based on old black civil rights and experiences and shit too bad like we that- need to get over that in order to uh get comfortable with the idea you know some of these ideas it's not our fault and it's not something to be ashamed of and it's not a burden mm-hmm. like it's good it's good to know and also it's a good way uh to kind of let me know and like I said confirming me that it's nothing new underneath the sun like a lot of people think the shit we're doing now is just new where you go no 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 baby nothing that we've done everything every idea that you can think of somebody has tried it in some way shape form or fashion it just went from face to face to to a digital format but the tactics are still the same yeah but mostly i like reading it because as i said karen like will stop hop in and contribute to the show right away yeah, like i don't have to wait till i find an article that interests her or a random thought that she likes or something like that we just start the show off and she's immediately engaged and that's really the big the big you know secret make my brain tick eve says i really like the addition of the new of the book excerpts i learned some things i may not have heard before and i like this added reading rainbow music <laughs> yeah thank you uh and then the poll was um have you ever kept driving a car despite the engine light staying on mm-hmm Cameron says yes yes and for a long time yes but just until i can stop the car or no so Karen, yes and for a long particularly when i was broke i didn't have a choice yeah i'm gonna drive that motherfucker too and i can get the change to go get it fixed yeah i'm in the first category yes and for a long time 61 percent of y'all also have had this experience that karen and i've had because mm-hmm, if you ain't got the money you're like the fuck i'm gonna take it somewhere and then they're gonna charge me money that i ain't got yes but only until i can stop the car 29 percent mm, mm, it must be so good to have money that's a good okay. life um and no not 11 percent um 
let's see what the comments shady day said shady dame says you guys have a whole motherfucking word today with the opening book excerpt i had to pause and exp- the episode event you are so right feminism is different for black women we couldn't join in the bra burning free love and all that shit we can't burn our bras because we have to worry about respectability from both sides and the same applies for free love white women burn bras and join free love to take their power back that wasn't the case for black women because as soon as we hit puberty we are seen as being fully grown sexually available adults shit before that even um white women are often coddled and protected for them rebuking that shit is empowering for us we are desperate to be coddled and protected bra burning and free love just don't bring that to the table the same applies for women's rights and how white women were fighting to get into the workplace when black women were have been working since we were fucking kidnapped and brought here what is heaven one is what is heaven for one is hell for the other mm-hmm and that's one of the biggest things like when people talk about feminism and people talk about white feminism or you know black women having womanism and all these different branches of stuff is because women in mass don't all want the same shit no they don't and the definitions of how they define certain shit is not the same like what is equality to a, a marginalized to a woman of color is different from uh, a white woman what's was equality for different women of different colors right is different as well you know like cultural backgrounds and things of this nature it is it changes you know mm-hmm. and that's before you even get to other experiences among the like sexuality spectrum mm-hmm. and all this stuff like there's so many different things and yet we always throw stuff under one banner one label you know feminism or this that or other and it's like not everybody in that agrees on what the goals are or how to define the goals or how to attain the goals right and people do that because it's easier because a lot of times they're at the top so it's easier and people go no 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 and then they look at you wrong when you go oh we got to break off because we actually don't believe the same things yeah and uh and the patriarchy affects people differently yes it does you know it's it, one of the uh, i'm sure we've talked about it before but one of the reasons that people found beyonce's self-titled album to be so like uplifting and enriching when it kind of advocated a lot of stuff that white women have been off of and found to be confining was that she was talking about a very specific black type black woman centric feminism Mm -hmm. and that and there's also black women that have problems with beyonce's feminism of a certain type you know that whether it's the the aesthetic whether it's the uh you know the idea of marriage being this freeing thing and and being coveted by this man being this free like there's a bunch of fucking there's a uh, it's like a diaspora of feminism it's not all the same people agreeing on all the same shit so um but yeah with that free love shit and the hippie stuff you know you had black women going through black power at the same time afrocentricness at the same time as the hippies going through you know let's let's be dirty playing the mud and fuck all day it's like right yeah we black women were trying to get away from that type of negative stereotype that they have been heaping on black people uh for for fucking centuries that they were staying in the mud dirty ass blah blah blah. white people get the privilege of saying i'm rebelling let's go get dirty let's go get dirty yeah let's fuck let's do drugs we're rebelling black people it's like they call us dirty drug dealing lazy blah 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 regardless of if we do it as a right. ass or not right anyway alicia says nigga have i i have my 2004 contour and drove that bitch to the wheels fell off literally i drove two years with the light on before it died on me 
i had <laughs> i had a o2 sensor issue ain't that how it be it always some weird ass sensor that make the whole engine light come on and you go get it looked at and they're like well it's just a sensor nothing's wrong with the car but it's gonna cost you seven hundred dollars you're like, like bitch is a sensor i'm gonna well, keep this right. rolling and then then when you have critical engine failure right you're like oh i guess it wasn't a sensor no more uh did the whole unplug the battery wait 15 minutes and plug it back in hurry up and get my emissions the struggle is real mm-hmm. yeah oh man when they start telling you tricks to get you to pass inspection that's when you know you need a new car <laughs> come on kim says i'm with alicia i've done a wing and a prayer driving for a good part of my earlier driving life i seriously thought that was a rhetorical question i'm also concerned that karen had bad chicken gizzards what the what i literally went out and bought two packs and had one and fit to eat the second one today yummy question mark question mark question mark y'all keep me laughing i enjoy it so much i'm glad you enjoy it kim i'm um, glad but i did not enjoy them gizzards karen doesn't eat chicken gizzards kim okay it's kind of that thing where like you could have inserted chitlins in that sentence hog malls fat back what whatever thing that it is like there are hog malls people and there are people that just aren't hog malls people correct you know now i do liver mush which is completely me too but i understand when i say the words i eat liver mush i haven't in a long time but when i eat liver i understand is that someone out there being completely fucking disgusted as they should be as they should be right liver mush because i don't even know what the fuck is in liver mush it's mush whatever the hell that is <laughs> it's no way that that is healthy what's and in it's there. probably more than just liver yeah it's no it's mush and liver it's no way it's okay Mm-mm. no way nothing about that Mm-mm. sounds appetizing. that's why i don't eat it often so if i make me a liver mush american cheese egg and cheese sandwich because you gotta make american cheese you can't get get fancy nope you gotta do american anything else you'll be like the fuck is this they gotta be doing craft single slices come on craft and some mayonnaise and some bread sandwich i do mustard oh mine mustard okay yes that's even better mustard and some bread sandwich if you do that that's someone out there right now going that's disgusting yeah and if i'm most people probably think that's disgusting right and if i real fancy i toast the bread Ah! but the big but the major point is this i don't get to be like you had some liver mush that was disgusting when someone says it's disgusting because i'm understanding objectively right i'm the one partaking in the disgusting things so i say all that to say chicken livers are disgusting and chicken gizzards are disgusting and you just enjoy them and, and that's I res- okay and i respect that cam but don't you try to flip the polarity <laughs> like like chicken gizzards on every fucking menu because they're so delicious it's not okay you can't go get chicken gizzards over at buffalo wild wings and they got all the chicken up in there but you ain't got no gizzards and you know why because ain't nobody no ordering that shit they know you at the chicken gizzard place cam be honest <laughs> pound the chicken gizzards cam uh yeah more mo chicken gizzards thank you but like, oh it's on sale this week they don't drop the prices per pound try to act like, like <laughs> try try act like you can just go get a pound of chicken gizzards from everywhere that ain't how that work yeah me and roger the product the, the, uh, the only people uh why they got a uh, little mush uh in the grocery store because you know what they ain't got uh in the restaurants uh little mush well they they do down here no nah, they they don't have it in a lot and they and they definitely don't have it in the grocery store for us because we don't buy it we haven't had liver mush in psh. And for i don't know when the last time i had liver mush i think last well, time we was don't want eating it because it's, it's down at eddie's place store. eddie's place the last time i had chi- uh liver mush oh that's a long time ago yeah so i mean i'm not gonna lie to y'all okay i keep it real on here miss barnes 72 says the level of denial when i see the engine light ain't it i went through so many cars and processes in the same 
uh a bunch of prayer the stress of dealing with a mechanic where i am getting the money how can i get to work a bunch of sweat and just a bunch of stress when i see that damn light on ain't it that thing will take you right back won't it mm-hmm. I, i'm like now we are doing better like karen got a better job the podcast you know like the business is doing well and you know definitely managing the money and stuff like you know through all the uh apps and programs and client all all the shit you know so like we're doing well paying off a lot of debt all this different stuff man but let me tell y'all something it ain't always been like this well i definitely hasn't like this is fairly new for us Mm -hmm. you know we're not white people guys took us a 40 just to be able to be like oh so this is what it's like to go out to eat whenever you want okay right but anyway that's not my point i'm not trying to do struggle olympic shit here what i'm trying to say is we're doing better now and there are still times when something's wrong with my car and i'm like oh, oh fuck right like i forget that i got it now like i forgot I'll that i got nervous. it <laughs> and roger got to get on me like i actually do have it i need to take i want to be driving i want to be safe i want my wife's car to be safe <laughs> i have it to go ahead and take care of it it's and like I, it's been on two weeks i'm like yeah it's been on two weeks it's not like we drive like nice fancy cars or no shit like we drive regular cars if anything older model not fancy cars mm-hmm, at all and mm-hmm. i'll still be like i gotta go to the shop and then i'm like wait i actually have it in my bank account i should actually go get these hires like that you know so anyway it only take one thing to take you right back is my point mm-hmm. broke ptsd come on silver king says that bank balance be a motherfucker i've had to drive for months with the engine light on because the repair simply wasn't in the budget and i've been there i've been there my thing was i used to go there and try to be like so can we just put something used on it like is that i gonna... mean i mean can i get one real right like uh sir we can't give you one thread of the tire they'll be like sir you need a a whole new engine y'all got any used whole new engines come They're on like, used whole new engines they'll be like yeah but we can't guarantee it cool it's not gonna work sir just go mm-hmm. ahead and... it's not gonna work uh can y'all put some used oil for this oil change come on can no. i use some used brakes you can't no you can't <laughs> right, get can i use some used oil come on we're not gonna drive down to the junkyard find a car that's got total and get the brakes off of it sir just trust us just pay the extra money i'm like, <laughs> like okay well cool then okay cool cool how about this put one brake on the, which brake is the worst come on which brake is the, which tire is the worst sir we have to put brakes on in pairs okay all right the left side or the right side okay so like what's what's the cheapest pair you know what i'm saying okay how about this put some back brakes on the front you know what i'm saying so then we could Can y'all rotate my brakes around they be like sir come on come sir, on now. cars they, don't work they, this way they they be like uh can i do one tie they be like well you know if you buy no 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 i can't buy two i, I can't do the buy one get one I, I, can't, I can't i can't do that i can't buy three get one free i want one tire i took my car to the shop for some work that i thought i had just got the work done and it was on my brakes and stuff and when i got my oil change at the oil change place they was like sir your brakes are squeaking you want us to look at your brakes i said i think i just got them done don't touch nothing like change the oil i'll take it back to the shop they worked on my brakes right so we took it there and i was expecting them to be like hey man so because this is what i feel like they always do it's like i'm like the the work you did is kind of shoddy because hey this you know it's, it's still acting up i always expect them to lie and be like oh that's not the brakes that's the uh flux capacitor dog that's gonna be another four hundred dollars or whatever right but buddy really was like oh it's covered under the warranty i don't know what happened to the brakes. i love and that place they honor they warranty boom like it was like come pick the car in a couple hours brand new free they yeah. were like oh oh yeah it's under warranty because so. they be shocked 
when we bring them older cars they were like y'all still fixing these old cars i was like nigga it ain't no car payment what are we talking about here learn that from my parents come on anyway uh next episode 1996 dos comrades we had seven comments and says the presence of fake black twitter accounts was discovered shortly after the 2016 election there were articles about it that didn't get a lot of attention uh i don't know how long you've been listening and but we covered that mm-hmm. i appreciate you uh writing in though but we definitely covered the fake uh woke twitter accounts and the fucking um the there was like a black twitter account activism account that a lot of your faves was following and retweeting and shit it's so easy to infiltrate this shit because it i know people hate this phrase but the internet's not actually real and by that i mean you can just do some shit like be a fake black activist account and be a hub for people and everything and be bought by russia not have a black person associated with it like it, it, it's crazy man the lengths these motherfuckers are going through mm-hmm. uh she also linked to the um to a slate um dot com article about the the black feminists who saw the alt-right threat coming before gamergate before 2016 election they launched a campaign against twitter throws trolls masquerading as women of color uh if only more people paid attention yeah they never do this is also one of the reasons though that i think people should be careful about the shit that they talk about with uh what they expect to happen on social media because if we know that these places are ripe for this type of deception Mm -hmm. maybe we can't just go around trusting any and everything we read from the internet agreed uh the cover of tennessee whiskey play for white people news is pretty good but kiki Wyatt murdered that song says steven well good for her i'm not clicking on it Mm-mm. uh I'll, I'll add it to my collection of covers mm-hmm. and we will uh save it for a day when um we need to do some white people news so mm-hmm. thank you steven um Fida says oh well, i already corrected it but the host of ladies like us podcasts are two non-black women of color with names that star with an end but neither are nessa Colin's girlfriend unless something has changed i don't keep up with Colin Kaepernick like that the uh shrug emoji and i said thanks for the correction i'll make sure to bring it up on the show and i did miss anderson says the warmth of other sons is one of my favorite books i read it last year and the best thing about the book is that it left me with so many questions for my grandparents who came up to new york from virginia um questions that never even crossed my mind to ask i gained so much information about our history that i can pass down to my children i loved it mm-hmm. great book um not done yet obviously i'm only like 17 percent in but still reading it and it's good did cabinets work out change your mind Mm-mm. yes i feel differently about the situation though uh now uh i was never paying attention or no i still feel as i did before the workout karen still feel as i did before yeah i still feel the same uh 69 agree with us uh 29% say they weren't even paying attention before or after this and 2% say yes I do feel differently about the situation now. Uh Iman says I don't watch football so I was never invested in that story that invested in the story. It seems like he's doing fine despite not having a position on the team. I see stories about things he's doing to educate young people about their rights. If he kept playing football and was never fired, I probably would never know his name. Shrug. Kim says I'm not a football fan. I never understood it. However, in junior high high school and college i stay going to a game strictly for the purposes of mixing and mingling plus i don't understand the specifics and the goalposts keep moving uh monique says i noticed that in people's commentary on his of his workout they're still bringing up the troops veterans and the flag what the fuck yo it's a broken record he's a superior athlete far superior than some of the starting quarterbacks in the league i mean come on now i take him in a heartbeat over ryan fitzpatrick or dwayne haskins he runs like a cornerback 
uh he's a gun of an arm he should be playing on the team that needs a quarterback right now like oh i don't know detroit he's definitely better than mason rudolph i could go on and on but here we are i feel like jay's deal with the nfl will not last two years he's taking too many l's it's being nothing but ugliness for him since he announced this i hope for the best for all parties involved yeah yeah at least the one thing that came of this and i don't expect anyone to backtrack or say they were wrong because it's just not what people do but the one thing that came of this does seem to be that jay-z actually did want to get him a job you know it seems at least the rumors are true he's not talking obviously so maybe it's all bullshit but if it's true that he's the part of the reason that goodell felt pressured into you know making this work uh trying to give get colin kaepernick an opportunity then i mean that kind of proves a lot of people what they said about jay was a little uh presumptuous uh calling the audible was the next podcast eve says i it wasn't the arby's that made you sick it was the hate in your heart they got the meats can't wait to see your christmas present <laughs> wow you gonna fuck around she gonna get you she gonna see you arby's plushy sometimes i feel like eve thinks i'm henry you know <laughs> like do you like do you hate me as well is that what i'm the henry of this show you just keep watching hoping i die uh will you eat chick-fil-a once they stop donating to homophobic charities um uh, yes this is what i've been waiting on no i'm never going back or i never stop eating there i never stop eating there 76 percent of the audience never stop eating there at least y'all honest uh 16 19 says no i'm never going back and six percent say yes that's what i've been waiting on yeah i keep wondering what number of people are they really hoping to like to get by not contributing to the charities at this point i feel like it can't be a majority of people because they continue to do great business without um without you know coming off of them charities yeah this is, they just tired of being protested they yeah. just want to go and put up in places without having to deal with picket signs yeah and i'll talk about the update on that tomorrow i think or sometime this week when we do lgbt news because i'm pretty sure that they went back on that or didn't confirm it so this is just like two years ago when they said they were gonna stop and then someone asked them again they was like well we didn't say we would stop stop like what oh lord Amon says i need a fourth choice of going back after the election because they're donating to trump's campaign see negroes eating popeyes might have helped bring about change uh that's what i said eve says i never ate chick-fil-a on sundays <laughs> i was gonna say if you eat arby's there's no way you don't eat chick-fil-a i mean come on you have no standards <laughs> oh let's just keep it honest um <laughs> oh man we oh, have we like to poke at her. 1998 was judge joe brown as a hotel i was yes, shocked shout out to y'all that weren't shocked at all i don't know how y'all weren't shocked but Same. i was shocked um people was all on my facebook page let me know they wasn't shocked i was like i don't know that shit was that that blew me it's like this nigga come on Stephen thompson says love the show as usual the fucking with black people and judge joe brown story had me dying i am not at all surprised he expressed some whole type of opinions in part in the past but i guess nothing ever really went viral as a right. oh is that what it was okay because i was like on the mask i was like i never heard of this what is happening to you yeah i guess i don't know i probably maybe i didn't I watch his show with, right and i didn't like not like that Mm-mm. as a semi-empath i try to understand what he's been going through a lot during the, he's been going through a lot in the last few years he's gotten a divorce and he's 
and has been prevented from practicing law in his home state of tennessee because of a disability complications from his diabetes on top of that he is my frat brother so i don't like to throw stones at public but brother come on yeah that was terrible that was no excuse for the shit he was saying Amon says hey y'all this is a super fun this is a super fun episode one i love how y'all are trolling that four star review never stop singing butterflies in the sky karen i love it ha 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 and two i think this is the most shocked i've ever heard rod be after that judge joe brown clip karen didn't sound surprised at all laugh my butt off she was only surprised that dr umar was a voice of reason i died love y'all Amon. i was shocked that he was i was like if he the voice of reason ooh, somebody checked the room it was kind of just both at the same time it was a that lot was, it was too much for your senses for my senses it's overload can't believe it was really him i kept thinking it was an impersonator or something uh pacola neek says really enjoyed this episode karen i'm a vet and i think you're right on point about us bonding over trauma the way veterans do i've sat in plenty of va waiting rooms where veterans of all generations bond and laugh about many traumatic experiences of being a vet whether as a result of war zones or just terrible treatment by commanding officers va medical facilities or the military institution as a whole it is very similar to the way i've joked with family about what i know now is abuse uh keep up the good work love you too wow thank you baby yeah you was on point with that one karen uh brooklyn shoe says okay born and bred new yorker first off new york may be a blue state but we have had republican governors and a majority republican state congress new york city has no problem voting in a republican mayor because of racism the war on drugs that lingered since the 1980s and 1990s still influences voters staten island is a whole borough built on white flight immigrants also had a tendency to lean republican because of the false narrative that the black americans and hispanics are drowning new york city in crime shaking my head to paraphrase chris from mtr mike bloomberg throwing his hat into the presidential race as democrat as a democrat is the height of whose man is this and shira writes plus ny didn't have early voting until this year wow wow and you know black people early vote that's crazy mm, that's why they be trying to get rid of it and wipe it out because they know we we will actually utilize that because we want a few um, um nations that are like uh election day not a national holiday the fuck you don't want people to vote then i finally get it now guys and i i want i want y'all black people up north to know i understand y'all let them say y'all let the other brown people call y'all nigga because y'all need to help at the polls i get it now i i didn't see the long plan the long plan that y'all was running because i was like why y'all up there letting them call y'all a nigga like that like just fucking slap them outside the head and then they'll stop but i see it now you need fat joe you know what i'm saying you need cardi b you need well cardi is kind of ain't she like afro latina anyway you need these you need these other people and so you got to let them slide a little bit because if not you, you know what chance do y'all have when it comes to stop and frisk that's smart well played blacks well played i should have known well played. that y'all had something savvy it going had to on. be a strategy a strategy behind it yeah i know i just didn't understand the way y'all was doing it because it's the only way that it makes sense y'all got a lot going on against you and it's like either we get four more years of bloomberg or i go ahead and let you know i go ahead and let fat joe say lean back nigga lean back i get it uh uh, ramsey pussybo says five stars the joe brown michael bloomberg segments were priceless eve says joe brown's show has been canceled for a while but he's not the one who calls people crackheads that's judge mathis 
judge joe brown's thing was telling people be a man you're not a real man so it doesn't surprise me he's a hotel but i can't go at the audio tape though maybe i got him confused i don't me know too. maybe mathis is the one joe brown sounded like mr doug b says joe brown sounded like mr's father from the color purple oh. it would be nice to have a celebrity brown in the news not on some stupid shit oh well i don't guess the browns have had it down you David, David, it's been. Uh, Unless you Cleveland Brown, that's the only one. Now the Cleveland Browns are suck too. No, 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 no. The Cleveland show. I'm sorry. Oh, Cleveland Brown. Oh, yeah, that's not a real black man. Uh, <laughs> five, uh the poll was: Do you want to see Ti on go on Red Table Talk? Yes, no, or I don't really watch Red Table Talk anyway. I don't really watch it. Sixty-seven percent don't really watch it, so I'm taking them out of the poll okay 25% say yes and 8% say no so that's a vast majority of people that would like to see you know like to see him go on there that the other ones who watch it I would like to see it Amon says I'm definitely going to watch it but I'm not expecting a dragon or anything I'm expecting a lot of side eyes from Jada's mom and Willow making her concern third eye open face and a lot of mm, as all three uh, from all three of them yeah me too that's it but see that's the thing a lot of people in my opinion value the dragging idea too hard they they value it too much they do like they keep thinking the whole goal is to bring someone on tv and fuss at them and yell at them and you know and, and that'll make them look stupid and then you'll win the fight and i think that that may be good tv all right but i think that's bad for people yeah people um, don't learn nobody's getting educated don't lie to yourself i don't know why people think people you, you don't get the person listening right now do you learn when somebody comes and gets in your ass and fusses and holler at you no you're immediately turned off and you get defensive so why don't you think they do too i blame cable news for this because <clears throat> cable news for years operate on the premise of let's bring two people on who are diametrically opposed to something mm-hmm. and have them yell at each other and then we'll say one of them win one or not and then all the coverage on all the blogs and websites are like watch so-and-so destroy so-and-so on this topic and you know and to me i'm like that's not necessarily helpful i like when people go on these shows where someone's actually trying to like reason with them hear them out and give them the facts now they may choose to reject these things but yelling at them wasn't gonna make them accept them anymore right and um and not yelling at them doesn't mean they're right and so i just Mm -hmm. appreciate that that's the kind of vibe that i try to cultivate i I try not to we have had a few shows that turned into like you know pretty uh passionate back and forth mm-hmm. with people but we i try not to do that on purpose Mm-mm. um and who knows maybe it'll turn into that if someone's so ignorant on red table maybe it will turn into that one day monique says red table talk floats in and out of the out of legitimacy with the guests they invite on the sit down some are legit and some have been stunt laden and some are both at the same time the jordan woods saga comes to mind what i would be on board with is to invite both of her parents because this young lady's mother has been erased from this entire issue i would love to know her thoughts how she handles his behavior as a father how she is comforting her daughter at this tumultuous time perhaps there was some insight here that could actually be help parenting dynamics in the midst of the mess i mean since you want the public all up in your family's business i've never really seen ti eat crow for shenanigans even now and for heaven's sake publicly apologize to your daughter she deserves so much more um yeah the thing with everything you just said is if he's willing to do all that shit you like if you like it's like me saying 
i'm gonna have ti on the podcast and i want to talk to him about this and then you're like i'd be willing if the mom comes and then he apologizes and he does i'm like you're not if, as a person with the platform you're not gonna be able to get to tell him you're coming here and you're gonna do all that shit yeah and yeah, he didn't he just want to come right and who knows if the mom wants to say anything she might right even if she disagrees with him it's one of those things where people underestimate the spotlight and she's like no 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 y'all not pulling me out here for people to recognize me and for me to be attacked what would be super scary is if she did agree with him correct and now we don't something we don't really want to assume the other thing of course in all this is i would love to know what she thinks if if she feels up to talking about that kind of thing yeah you know and i think red table talk would be a great place to have her talk you know but the other part of all this shit man you gotta realize it's all a product so yes sir ti's promoting his own podcast which is why he's even going on these other people's podcasts like it's it's all a game and it's all rigged so some he's gonna get something from this no matter how it shakes out mark says i can't think of a better place for him to go someplace where the host will let him tell his side his story but will step in with her thoughts too maybe gail king but that's cbs and that's network has its own issues i don't know where to find the show but i would definitely get feedback yeah go to just go it's on facebook, facebook. just go to regular facebook facebook um uh, evie says i will watch just to count how many times willow says wow <laughs> yeah she do be blown by these motherfuckers um but yeah so we'll see what happens with that man i i do want to see it i hope it's good i hope they check them um and at least or at least get the other side of this because one of the sad parts about this man and this is this really does make me kind of sad how few fucking prominent black outlets there are where a guy like ti could go on and they actually would be like we disagree and that's wrong there's so few yeah like they might go you wild boy you crazy they might even laugh at it or or shit or flat out just agree uh, go ahead and agree agree with them but there's not a lot of people out there that i trust to really say to that dude dope brother this is wrong right because they're gonna let him ride because of who he is yeah not not more than just who he is just is they low-key agree with a lot of this shit yeah and a lot of people agree with it as much as people fight against that there are a lot of people that actually agree with everything like they might think he went too far but they think a protective father and a black and you know the bar is kind of low for black fathers as long as you're around then it don't like yeah he was around but he was beating and abusing me well he was around at least you had a daddy you know that kind of shit so long as the bar is that low i think him being like this is for a lot of people is not a deal breaker at all you Mm -hmm. know uh anyway uh the last one is dr uh dr sleeper hold uh 1999 uh great it was our walking dead recap iman says great episode y'all i love the reading rainbow segment took me back to my school days when i did ride the bus to school i often pretend that i was asleep to make sure i had something distracting to do or make sure i had something distracting to do like make those braces with the plastic string or have a book so folks wouldn't bother me but once my younger brother started riding with me he he couldn't ignore the taunting and i was a lame big sister at the time i didn't want those problems so we stopped riding the bus i've only been in two fights through my matriculation from elementary to high school and each time i i was inspired by a book on how to solve my problem roll of thunder hear my cry mildred d taylor by mildred mildred d taylor helped me in my first fight when i was nine the cask of amontillado by edgar Allan poe helped me in the fight in eighth grade no one go no one's going to believe that a honor roll two goody two shoes of mine beat you up in the woods by the school and you'll be too embarrassed to tell them don't mess with my family ho 
anyway i think dante <laughs> might yeah i i i'd I haven't read either of those books but i you know i have had to i've gotten in, i had i got in so many fights as a kid um it was just, it was really ridiculous like part of it was just having a smart mouth and part of it was just being a nerd that people thought they could pick on and like the only thing that ever got people to leave me alone was fighting them i didn't even have to win the fight but if i fought them normally they leave me alone because it's just like wow i don't want i was trying to pick on easy prey and you right. turned out to be somebody that you know will stand up for themselves so yeah we don't want to actually put in the effort we just want to joke you and just keep it moving anyway i think dante made that clicking noise on purpose to trigger sadiq once sadiq figured out the water situation he was going to kill him i also think that dante probably infiltrated right after the barn massacre and alpha wasn't saying she killed lydia until way after that so i don't think dante knew that info i'm curious curious as to um oh oh but but even with that though he would have probably pulled lydia to the side like we both infiltrated right you see what i'm saying even if he didn't know she was supposed to be dead he would probably be like so then we must be wink wink doing the same shit we both over here you know trying to like uh sabotage this society you know because he does know that's lydia you know mm-hmm. so i don't know it's just interesting i wonder if they're gonna answer that question uh, right i do i need an answer because once lydia recognized that other dude it's like so they do be knowing sometimes who these people are so why doesn't she know who he is and also why doesn't he you know why doesn't he reach out or do something to blow his cover with lydia i don't know um uh, da, da, da. uh okay so i don't think dante knew that info i'm curious as to how they were getting information between whispers and dante and now i'm thinking that alpha male sent spies to each community after the fair no one knew everyone Some, something king zeke said has said last season so it would be easy to just send spies back when all the communities went back home yep like no one even asked where dante came from he just accept, they just accepted him as a new person and face of the group everyone was traumatized no one double checked i'm excited to see what's to come yeah they even had um they had the the highwaymen people join the group too mm-hmm. so it could have been like he infiltrated because he was in the highwaymen or something like, who Ooh, knows you never know uh i would love to see them explain heavyweight says great episode hearing y'all discuss the back of the bus culture took me back it was such a delicate balance that anything could have set i ended up in a fight once because someone else bet this guy that he couldn't whoop me i'm over what? here i'm over here the over exaggeration of the things this guy's gonna do and all i want to do is read my calvin and Hobbes comic book until my stop i really enjoyed the flow of the show i did wonder why gamma never turned though i mean she sliced her hand pretty deep with a knife she was using to stab a zombie why didn't she turn nigga you know why convenient zombie shit also (laughs) i also wonder why that uh that one uh zombie guts in the water system would affect the whole community but sadiq discovered the water filtration tamp tempering was such a nice touch which brings me to dude bro dante shaking my head they got me with the swerve i really started believing this guy Rewatching, he really did he did really make the clicking noise in real time i think he was stressed because of the whispers uh he had to kill and sadiq finding the problem and he lost focus for a second i'm confident um sadiq did tell others about the water because 
he found out and flipped out flipped out of such in the middle of the day he and dante are talking at night and he wasn't surprised that dante mentioned the water i honestly don't think dante wanted to have to kill him but his hands were forced by carol bauer she had to whisper his lips shaking like pookie in new jack city uh it's funny to me that he whispered he said th- he threatens her about what he'd do to her if they were out there and i'm thinking dude didn't she capture you out there exactly men right trash damn now she about to beat your ass i'm really looking forward to the inevitable carol versus alpha showdown keep up the great recaps we shall keep up the great recaps thank, thank you. you and i i don't think that um sadiq told anybody i i, I really don't think he told anyone mm-hmm. about that what because he didn't he didn't figure out the water until the uh until the conversation and it was like he was like okay something's not right it gotta be the water we'll see evie says just think of me as that little girl in the mean that says i told you niggas i told you niggas i told you i told you that dude was sus because he came out of nowhere dante need to go fuck that dude and i love me some carol lord knows i do but i laughed and laughed when lydia shoved that staff hit carol's stomach and i oop uh i need to see more negan next episode and bodies mostly whispers bodies i hear you yeah we might not because they're going to oceanside so we'll see you was dead right though on that i mean you might listen you might work for arby's on the low but that don't necessarily mean you don't be right once in a while so shout out to you uh should carol have let lydia in on the plan yes or no yes 65 percent of people say yes and 35 percent say no yeah i feel like lydia would have went along with the plan if she knew if she that's the thing if she would have known hey this is what we doing we're going to keep you informed but you not giving her that option made her feel like you don't trust her and uh we got two uh let's see 65 percent say yes 35 percent say no we got two comments a mom says yes why wouldn't you tell her it made no sense hey lydia this guy told us your mom killed you we have to sh- show them she's a liar it would at least let lydia know that you trust her and see her as part of the group i don't think they really tried to integrate her into the community all that well and really only kept her around because of henry's guilt mm-hmm. right and no name says i don't trust that bitch first of all no name didn't you quit twitter what are you doing on here <laughs> i think that's another no name oh my bad different no name okay but yeah so um all right let's get into the uh the voicemails we got a couple Hey, Rod. Hey, Karen. Um, this is Shelly from New York. I don't, I don't know where I say that. That shit is not why. Anyway, I'm listening to episode... I had to pause it. I'm listening to episode 1996. Hey, that's the young of a husband. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, the song of white people, uh, that whiskey song or something, hmm. I believe... I You're playing the original song right now, the one that was remade. But I think that song uh, takes a tune from an Etta James song that I'm really familiar with. Uh, I'm not that familiar because I can't remember the name, but that is the same melody and the same like riff and the same beat, bass, whatever, beat, whatever, that Etta James uses in another song. So technically, I don't know if that means that song has just been... I don't know what the hell's going on. But find this song by Etta James. Uh, man, listen. I'm tired. I'm, I'm, I'm late. Oh, I'd Rather Go Blind by Etta James. Listen to it. It's the same song from White People News that you thought was a white guy's song, but turned out 
I should be a black in this song. Okay, love you guys. Talk to you later. Bye. Ah, uh, thank you. Thank you. Um, all right, I'll try to look that up on my own time and uh, find out what's going on with that. Um, maybe the white man stole it from Edda and then the black people just stole it back. So it's stole really, it back. Really got some uh, reparation singing. We taking on. it back. Uh, the voice on the line seven zero four five five seven zero one eight six. Hey, Ronnie, Karen, Shelly, again. Sorry, just wanted to be sure I was absolutely right, and I was. Stapleton done stole that song from Edda James. Or not stole. Well, you know what? Back then, probably. His ass was born in 1978, and her song debuted in 1967. I'm just saying. Ah. Um, I'm not trying to fuck up your flow, because the black version of his song was definitely better. But let's all sit down in unison and just acknowledge the fact that Sister James did it first. And did it very well, I might add. Um, So good. I mean, I mean, I like the song. The song is dope. Okay, I have to go. I'm, I'm supposed to get lunch, and I'm bullshitting. I love you guys. Help me get <laughs> to the rest of this day. Thank you. you. Be blessed. Bye. <laughs> well, thank you, Shelly. We appreciate thank you. you. And the uh, update on the uh, the white thievery that was going on with Crispin and Etta James. I mean, I'm not saying it's true. I uh, don't sue me. Whoever's out there listening, mm-hmm. but that's interesting that uh you found those parallels between the songs um i personally don't feel like listening to his version again so uh he got it you know what i'm saying he won <laughs> hi rod and karen it's allegra um i am i had to call because i talked to you guys like you guys are right in front of me when i'm listening to your podcast <laughs> um i am listening to the um, judge joe brown episode um, and you guys were talking about that poor little baby who got put to work at Popeye's Chicken. I'm such a terrible person, but that <laughs> had me laughing for a good 10, 15 minutes. Clearly, I'm still laughing because I can't, I'm barely making it through <laughs> this message. Oh, when Karen was like, that baby got on my goddamn nerves. That <laughs> killed me. Oh my God, you guys are hilarious thank you so much i needed that laugh and um yeah i'm just terrible (laughs) 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 does the baby get breaks you know what i mean that baby don't get no breaks like you know the other employees get like 15 minute breaks Mm -hmm. that baby get no breaks i went by uh popeye's the other day just to see what the line looked like for the sandwich and uh (laughs) what i drove up they had an employee come outside he was like yeah man the drive through machine broke and i was like okay y'all have really uh one up mcdonald's the ice cream machine down the drive-thru machine broke the drive through machine you got to come inside and order i'm like nigga you know ain't no fucking such thing as a drive through machine <laughs> what what is a drive through machine dog like the nigga was like look something wrong somebody was like yeah something wrong with the voice box you mean the drive through machine but that's the thing it can't be the voice box because the, it's two voice boxes at the Popeyes. oh i didn't know that so you could okay. just use the other one if it was oh. just that like it was like no we're gonna force people to bring their asses in right they was like man we tired of the fucking cars wrapped around the goddamn block like y'all bring y'all punk ass inside if you want to eat so bad and if you ain't you ain't willing to come in you don't want it bad enough i, I said man i can't even blame y'all I just laughed and drove off he laughed too he knew his right all right we got some co- and what's so funny everybody probably knew exactly what he was talking about he didn't need to call it the right thing 
no i'm not no nobody no. knew exactly what he was talking no, about No, the drive through machine yeah nobody know what he's talking about the what machine can the cash register the like what which 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 machine i'm assuming it was the outside one right but, so like okay. i said you don't know what he's talking about because nobody knows what the fuck the drive-thru machine it, machine is no one knows what that is what he was saying was it's working perfectly fine take your black ass inside we tired ah! we tired of y'all stressing us the fuck out and i don't blame him right i said all right brother i feel you uh we got uh emails from the blackouters at gmail.com um oh man you know i just realized it's almost time for uh christmas stuff so at some point i gotta start putting our uh amazon wish list in the um show notes for people that you know if not saying you have to nobody's obligated to if you feel so inclined yeah yeah, there's some people's thing where they do it but yeah people like obligated to baby yeah i'll put it in the show notes i've been putting my goodreads link in the show notes the last couple feedback shows but this time i'll start putting the uh amazon wish list in the show notes for you guys that feel like you know hooking us up with a book or a dvd it finally let me add kindle books to that shit thank fucking god All time it was the like i'm like why can't i just add a kindle book people be like read this book i'm like okay i'll read it and then they send me a physical copy of a book i'm like i'm probably not gonna read that <laughs> like no offense but kindle is just easier for me um anyway let's get to your emails donna writes in love the podcast dear Roddy karen i found you on the game of thrones interview on sirius radio a few months ago and i thoroughly love your show wow remember that interview we did i did that was fun that was so fun man you just never you just never never know know. right you never know it has turned into a delightful part-time job just looking up things of which you speak movie shows books albums and a scavenger hunt to find the origin of your sound drops please tell me where you found the sword ratchetness intro my guess is a prince is princess bride well you're gonna be surprised because that's not where it came from i just found that that particular one is sword fight to the death on spotify by stanley r fields um i just searched sword fight to the death and <laughs> sword fight and just looked up at all the like because sometimes you they have uh spotify doesn't just have music and shit it has like sound effects and ah, okay. all kinds of stuff one of my favorite things to do for a little while anyway a few days was uh i used to um <laughs> look up the fart sound effects and play that album when karen got in the car and just be like oh my god karen what yeah, are you no, doing look at that. He was like that was not me what are you doing jesus christ are you okay is some of you ate you know but anyway uh and i would do it on the show too sometimes 1996 dots comrades mm-hmm. feedback this is by desiree who says hi rod and karen i really enjoy sunday's reading rainbow and i'm looking forward to reading the warmth of other suns i think karen is right that we do not talk enough about racism in the north especially since it has a longer history than the south i'm from new york and most people here do not know american chattel slavery began in new york city as part of the dutch slave trade in the 1600s slaves were among other things used to clear and widen the native american trail we now call broadway and to build the wall and wall uh that wall street is named after at a, at a one time new york city was second only to charleston south carolina as the city with the most slaves per household i did mm. not know that the african burial ground is in lower manhattan has an outstanding tour about the lives of slaves and free black people in early new york city history as uh well as the remains of over fifteen thousand plus slaves wow 
from the 17th and 18th centuries if you're planning a trip here i would definitely recommend it thanks for another great show desiree thank you mm, that's an like, interesting trip i did not know that um, and, and and the more you think about it, it's like okay the harbor like you're right at the water it's like mm-hmm. it was a quick way to drop people off and keep and go back out and get some more yeah the, the reason they didn't have as many slaves up north because you can't grow shit uh, right it's so concrete they, yeah they could grow cotton not, had- not even cotton no 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 it wasn't concrete back then oh, that's right. they just couldn't grow shit back then because um it's too the climate right right so, i see what you're saying yeah they had yeah. really harsh winters yes if they could have fucking grew cotton up there and made it sustainable they would have i agreed uh let's see beth how about beth writes in dear rod and karen i've been meaning to write you both you especially rod uh to uh thank you for looking out for me when i was going through it in winter 2017 i was so paranoid about my own fears and smoking that i blocked a lot of people during that time um i was entirely overwhelmed and under equipped i was really broken and hilariously in denial of it i felt compelled to say something but haven't known how to broach it with you i'm sorry i ducked with no notice and appreciate you deeply for being witness for existing and for your and for your concern and your humanity uh you and karen have been an inimitable uh source of joy kindness and information it has been rougher than rough and i'm on my way to healing when i was in the hospital last year for months on end ironically due to physical rather than mental illness uh with the exception of my ex-boyfriend it was the blackout tips who kept me from losing my mind i couldn't have done it without you you we are and slash i am lucky as fuck to have you your love for each other your perspectives in my life you've encouraged me to find the goodness in myself again grow and be strengthened by it without feeling like i have to be a bigger person or jaded by it thank you from the bottom of my heart beth how about beth p.s i know you don't discuss your growth to be celebrated but i've been listening to blackout since 2015 2016 and your growth and honesty when speaking about your challenges and triumphs is a thing of beauty thank you for sharing it with us oh thank you that was really nice beth thank you so much thank you baby and uh yeah i'm glad that you're um you know doing better and healing um and you know and to be fair i don't really hold it against anybody if they have to like drop off or Uh just stop listening or whatever it's never personal it's so much shit going on in people's lives and with social media and stuff we only really know what people tell us and what they share and not everything is to be shared you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. like i totally get like if you're going through something really personal we're just people at a podcast Mm -hmm. like there's only so much we can know and do for people anyway and um if you go through some real shit i'm happy that our show is there to help people in times of need like that Mm -hmm. but at the same time you don't ever feel bad about having to fall back and take care of yourself Mm -hmm. that's just that's just life yeah things happen people get sick jobs come jobs go family situations people get divorced people get married people lose children like spouses like we it's people get sick cancer there's a lot of shit that happens so no 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 baby we never take those things personal we understand that relationships are seasonal and we know we have seasonal fans there's nothing personal they just kind of dip in and out and we're, we're content with that rebecca writes kanye has a cognitive dissonance disorder hello rod and karen your silence after playing the kanye clip says it all i understand that this man might need help because the lack of self-awareness is alarming when he's talking about feeding the image of consumption with a straight face and knowing who he's married to is a level of cognizance cognitive dissonance i don't even think trump can top he does not know who he's married to or her family aka a family built on image and consumption right i mean he is attacking their own lifestyle they make bank on our consumption of image that is all kim is his ego is getting the better for of him for sure i don't think there could be a man with a bigger ego than trump but when kanye opened his mouth 
um well the other thing too though is he seems to be trying to make him conform and level her shit down i don't know if you saw the picture of them getting ready for him to go up on and join Osteen's church but he had that covered up like a motherfucking uh she might as well be wearing sackcloth compared you know what i'm saying it's like a steve harvey suit she was in i was like damn man like he really like i can't imagine the head trip of what this mean he must think about the whole industry of what the kardashians are right if he is mr strip club is sex trafficking i'm saved and all this shit and it's such a weird term because when he got with kim he was rapping about the strip club and i am a i am god i am a god and all this shit and now he's mr jesus gonna save us and i i don't know i don't know how what the hell that family's dealing with nope and then he's gonna say going to the strip club is akin to supporting sex trafficking i know all kinds of uh i know all kinds of crazy but this mind this mind bending comparison really takes the cake hell even the people in the audience for half of the second were like whoa man we like strip clubs let's take back a step let's take this back a step and he was at a televangelist church a church stepped in for a profit while maintaining a non-profit tax exemption just wow i can't the mind just boggles he needs to handwrite a letter to every plant on this earth apologizing for wasting the precious air that they take make him for him to breathe uh i was done with kanye before uh but so i'm so done with like kanye who i don't know this man i feel sorry for him love you folks rebecca thank you yeah i still go back to and i like i i'm probably just beating a dead horse here but i'm just not sure that that man is okay mentally and i just don't think that i think people propping him up just because of who he is and hoping to get some uh what do you call it like some runoff profit and attention from popping him up yeah, i think residual yeah residual some residual attention or profit or whatever from mm-hmm. him i think that's just bad and it's just proof that people will watch you spiral out of control and won't do and say shit they don't really no. care about people and 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 the thing is they claim to have integrity they claim that they would they don't agree with this they claim the things he's saying is dangerous and then they put him put a microphone in his face and put him on stage all the goddamn time man like mm-hmm. it's kind of sad yeah they watch you spiral out of control until your death and then be like both things yeah if he dies somehow or something then they'll be like why were we putting him giving him all this attention why weren't we asking him to get help why weren't we and it's like because you guys knew better and you didn't care nope alicia entertaining alicia says my journey of beating my son's ass i'm sorry for this long ass email i feel like i write in every week but i wanted to share my experience with you and the uh, tippers first i noticed that my child only started hitting as a toddler when i stopped popping him for being bad so he learned from me when a person is not behaving the way you like you hit their ass fast forward years later my son explodes over small shit and likes to negotiate and talk back to me so yes i whooped him a lot at first he even hit me back a few times and of course i body slammed him when he cried in my room about it that is not the relationship i want to have with one of the most important people in my life and what i realized was beating him caused him to have resentments towards me and push him away from me by listening to you talk about how your dad would sit down and actually talk things through with you and reading some parenting books i decided to give that a shot and let me tell you our relationship isn't perfect but it's gotten so much better if he do something bad i sit him down and talk and he actually tells me the truth well most of the time 
i mean they kids you know they're gonna lie but i do still have to remind myself that yes he is a whole person his feelings and thoughts deserve to be heard too right this shit is hard y'all and yes when i was a kid i wasn't concerned about the cops or school administration but i was afraid of my what my mama would do if she found out i was acting up just imagine a typical runaway slave with big eyes breathing hard that was me when my mama found out i tried to give myself the t-boss haircut at elementary school and she got my uh, got my ass beat i was a tomboy and always got whoopings for getting my dresses and school clothes dirty i snuck and used older sister cd player in elementary school and got my ass beat because they don't want me scratching up cds i couldn't go i could go on but i won't i love y'all and wanted to leave y'all with this and it was a picture of the ooh i'm telling starter pack and it was hold on i can show y'all the picture oh but it's the it's the like the black girl hair v's what the little black girls wear for their hair and the uh the runny nose and the little girl uh flip-flop shoes the pink ones they be wearing Um, oh no i don't know what the bottom right one is though i don't know what that blue thing is if it's a necklace or what but yeah that is the uh the telling ass cousin and sister starter pack over there um but yeah what you said uh man i i actually love to hear that because for two reasons right one uh i think a lot of people hit their kids and still hit their kids and they don't talk about it Mm-mm. and in order to get better you have to admit where you were wrong and everyone wants to start off with i just did great all the time and i think parents are not uh stable you know immovable immutable beings the way that we feel when they're kid when we're kids but the truth is they're learning too right and as they get better at parenting as they get more research and get more time to learn and undo a lot and unwork a lot of the harm that they've absorbed hopefully they use that to become better at parenting Mm -hmm. and um uh it means a lot to me that you that you know you said that it was me talking about how my dad used to sit down and talk to us uh that did that and you're not the only person like someone else hit me up on instagram and told me a very similar story and said that you know at one point they almost lost custody of their kids like they had to rebuild how they think of parenting from the ground up correct because the shit that we are taught and that is passed down to us if we don't break these cycles we're actually putting our kids in worse situations and these are black children and these black children already have the world against them and the last place they need to feel like that is at the house you know the last person they need to feel isn't on their side is the person that's in charge of protecting them now i know it's probably easier said than done and i understand that corporal punishment is probably a shortcut for a lot of parents you know right and i'm not gonna i'm trying my best not to sound mean and judgmental Mm -hmm. and call Mm -hmm. people like you lazy and all this shit i think when you're taught something you in a lot of cases you don't recognize it's wrong until until it's too late you know but if you're listening to the sound of my voice it's not too late if you have kids it's not too late to reform how you deal with your children it's not too late to unteach yourself and thereby unteach your kids you know because that's the other thing your kids gonna go to school and how they're gonna solve their problems with violence see we don't talk about that part of we talk about how we're gonna keep them in line with violence but i'm also teaching them that you can control the world through your violence and so when they go to school and they have a disagreement with a classmate and they get violent well then what is that inviting into that kid's life in the prison the school to prison pipeline 
a black child normally what are we inviting into their life what authority what punishment what risk are you putting a child at so and i'm not saying this a lecture of fuss i'm saying this in general just like i want people to be thinking about this shit because we can break these cycles there's Mm -hmm. no there's no need for us to continue to allow this and we know it doesn't come from a positive place as far as how we as a as a as a race received these lessons on how this is how you discipline someone so i i I love these stories man i i I really do i don't get tired of them and and i understand that it's a lot because you have to be vulnerable to even admit you were wrong and nobody likes admitting they're wrong anymore no right no we live in society where where people don't like to do that and and the way i feel is every day is a day to get it right Mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't view the world like that but everybody fucked up and everybody's flawed in some way shape form or fashion but every day is a day to get it right so you decided today was the day that i'm going to get it right and the thing is it's a slow process and nobody wants to go through the slow process so like you said a lot of people use those shortcuts and i know we we laugh and joke at your dad about uh about how he talks and things like that you know because as a kid you're like oh my god i'm bored to death but actually they're listening they might that's the thing children are actually listening adults look at their faces and go are you even listening to me they are listening just 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 let them make their faces let them do their thing well they're listening even when they don't know they're listening because i know i know shit that my parents told me when i was like i ain't listening to this shit and then now as an adult i'm like i remember when they told me that shit that's exactly what came to pass you know like you're always passing down knowledge but you know you're also passing down how you resolve situations and you know one of the ways we pass that down is with that physical violence and then your kid has to unwork that and unwork that and i feel like the main responsibility we had at each generation is to do more right by them than what was done by us you know what i'm saying and so everyone and that should be your parents should want you to be better and you should want your child to be better than you are that's the whole point and it's very difficult in this rigged fucking system this rigged country when it comes to blackness it's so fucking it's such a head trip you know they got us tricked into thinking we saving each other by hitting each other you know what i'm saying like they got us tricked into thinking that shit but yeah it's not like but in order to break the cycle now we have to recognize the progress that we've made as a country and as as a race to say maybe the old ways aren't the best ways right and and the thing is you know when you say that people go well you're just not disciplining your children no we're not saying don't discipline your children there's a bunch of shit you can do besides hitting the kid right there are other methods but a lot of people are just too lazy to actually learn or actually retrain themselves to learn these other methods yeah so um uh so yeah let's uh get into the next uh email this one's from Raphael, who says hello rod and karen the host of the best podcast in the world i will always be grateful that i found you guys both of you continue to help me on my journey of growth in life as a veteran of the u.s navy and someone who not only got beat as a child by my family in nigeria also at school where flogging was acceptable i guess it's double ptsd for me ha 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 that bonding we we bonding see yeah yes you guys are right veterans do talk about lots of shit we find common ground in and are able to pour our emotions on into hence our love for dark humor similar to survivors of trauma physical and emotional abuses from parents and teachers sharing the laugh over the past not long ago i was a guest i was with a guest who appeared on my podcast he was born and raised in india we started laughing about how we used to get flogged at primary and secondary schools what is flogging uh i think it's like hit with like almost like a whip or something like that okay not a whip but uh yeah actually i think it is a whip hold on 
let me google this i feel like it is like a whip looking thing it's not like a whip like a fucking horse whip but it's like a uh um you remember when we watched uh that terrible fucking movie we hated the one with tom hanks oh yes the one about the 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 bible uh the da vinci code yes remember that dude that was hitting himself over the back with that thing yes that's that's called flogging they don't oh with the metals yes flogging flat flagellation flogging whipping or lashing is the act of beating the human body with special implements such as whips lashes rods switches the cat of nine tails the stem jock and the knout etc so yeah just getting beat with with something oh baby um it yeah but you know what they beat kids down here at school you get paddling spanking i got a paddling uh so like that's not saying (laughs) i'm not trying to minimize it but i'm Mm -hmm. saying like Mm -hmm. that ain't just a nigeria thing no no baby it's it's not catholic schools they hit you with rulers and shit Mm -hmm. in my part of nigeria you showed up to school at the beginning of the semester with a bunch of canes for teachers and at the quality and keep in mind what where you said that's this unless it came from right i believe you said he went to a catholic school i think that's what he said i think so teachers i can't remember what he said but yeah I, but anyway a lot of st- home and in the in uh, nigeria yeah. but i'm just saying i wonder if wonder what if that was a religious school too because mm. a lot of time a lot of shit come from religion mm-hmm. uh anyway nigeria in my part of nigeria you showed up to school at the beginning of the semester with a bunch of canes for teachers if the quality wasn't good you were already in trouble the canes what oh so y'all had to pick y'all on switches the canes were the same used to weave baskets and chairs but the weavers sold long specials for whooping kids and extra specials called water cane that you soaked in water before flogging the kid in the end by the time it was i was 13 we were already discovering that all of us had oh that all they had over us was just the beating and nothing more we began to embrace to the beatings and it became a competition to see who could get flogged without flinching we flipped our collars at uh we could flipped our collars and the school yes got we got flogged in front of the whole school sometimes or class started cheering which got teachers mad at home the moment one got beyond the flogging stage uncles and aunts got tired of using belts and whatnot we challenged family and stated our mind did i overdo it sometimes heck yes but that's what happened the moment one's being ruled over with fear uh discovered when one's who's been ruled over with fear discovers that they can overcome it and the person throwing fear at them has nothing else to offer correct correct and 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 that's the thing if all you have is fear and then the person realizes, oh all you got is fear and you really don't have no power what do i have to fear but fear itself kind of almost and they start rebellion and when they start rebelling people in the power particularly if they can't really enforce anything they don't know how to respond they don't know how to react a lot of times punishment gets worse because they go all i know is quote-unquote punishment but you know and then all you do is start a revolution like i said children started cheering yeah because all of them are going through this so they were like good somebody is fucking fighting this fucked up system and that's the other thing too is like these are adults that are supposed to be taking care of you who are telling you they're doing this for your own good right so what's the difference what's the difference between this and marginalized groups that protest after a while fear nothing but fear itself so after a while they're like hey you know uh, what you gonna throw me with death i'm possibly gonna die anyway so what the fuck is this and all of a sudden it starts these uprisings that nobody knows how to control ask them over there on the other side of the world what's happening right now and people are tired of being oppressed 
lots of the teachers that flogged me back in the day weren't paid for months they were frustrated with life and took it out on us today the most danger the most damage done is from math my math teachers uh every one of them had flogged me crazy the most and at the one stage i gave up learning the subject until i moved here when i began taking college classes you should have seen how much panic attacks i was suffering from struggling with all levels of math classes a good friend helped me pass but i don't think that i want to go near any class again it's it is kryptonite to me i'm like the second to the last to finish during exams i'll be sweating extra now that i have a daughter i'm glad that her mom is great in the math field because i was already having sleepless nights thinking about that her mom also helped me with mine too and there won't be any beatings floggings or spankings in this house i learned how to lead in the navy and through volunteering in my community without resorting to force isn't that crazy too though like you would think like oh this dude is in the navy and you're like yeah so the shit that i had to do to become like to get out of high school was more abusive than the shit i had to do to become to be part of the navy like that's wild i shall be diplomatic with my kid and i hope to have the required patience pardon the long right and thanks for the awesomeness of uh podcast respectfully Raphael. yo that i mean i didn't i'm be frank when we talked about this i did not expect this kind of response from people i I didn't like like (laughs) like, and this thing you never know and the thing is you people more people do need to be diplomatic with their children because the thing about it when you're diplomatic you force them to use their words you force them to use critical thinking skills you actually force them to speak more clearly you force them to tap into their feelings and tap into their emotions and better express themselves Mm mm-hmm so yeah man that was a lot um you know glad to see you you know you made it out of that and i you know i'm glad too baby because that sound like that's a lot sweetie and another thing too is that you made me think i think a part of a reason that a lot of blackness is about gallows humor is probably because of that yes because we were we were subjugated for so long that that's all we had and i think that's why i still kind of like a rite of passage you know i think a lot of this stuff not knocking it not saying it's bad but a lot of this stuff we see now with a lot of black people kind of trying to um, i don't know what the best word is for i don't want to say imitate white women in this way but like kind of embrace this definition of we're gonna push all the problematic jokes and the problematic tropes and the we're not you know and the like trying to push that out of the community which i i respect and i understand but i feel like they have an uphill battle on their hands because unlike white people we actually have had it hard Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. so there's like a rite of passage of we make fun at our plight so we get to make fun of everyone's plight and of course everyone's finding out that that's not necessarily true i mean look at dave Chappelle and the response that he's been receiving but that's one of the reasons i'm just figuring this out talking to you right now on the air but i feel like that might be one of the reasons for the rebellious spirit of certain black comedians Mm -hmm. is that for for forever before recently it being black and oppressed was good enough to be able to comment on anything anything and make fun of anyone right and and everybody and now because we're getting into the 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 depth the deep with uh levels of privilege and intersectional Mm -hmm. feminism and stuff now that we're getting into that you're having people be like well hold up you're making fun of gay people you're not gay and black people are being like but i am black so it's like yeah but you don't get to make that joke you're black but you're not gay and so now we're getting into these like into the weeds of it which is what progression is about 
<clears throat> everything that people think take for granted now at some point was a contentious issue you know right so you can't let it scare you but that's not but that i'm like i said i'm not i'm, I'm really thinking of this shit on the fly i haven't really fully formatted my formatted my thoughts on this but formulated my thoughts on this but it feels like that's probably what a lot of this shit is where, where people feel like they're giving up ground because hey this is a rite of passage this is a love language this is actually acceptance me picking on you is acceptance because i pick on me and the world picks on me Mm -hmm. and this is how i have to deal with it not saying that's right but at least i can kind of understand a little bit better that point of view even though i don't agree with it uh and lastly you self-right saying yearly subscription i've been listening to your podcast for a really long time in uh, all caps this month i finally become so good at my job that i can finally support you guys with consistent patronage the amount of grinding sessions and rpgs you guys have gotten me through fable persona 3 kingdom of amalar hack slash gu uh final fantasy 13 etc i'm pretty happy to do this you guys are awesome thank you i also listen to podcasts when i grind that's one of my biggest things for rpgs i love i love i love love turn-based rpgs because i can throw a podcast on and still listen to it while also you know playing through the battles and stuff and getting stronger so hey i'm glad we can help you out and i'm glad Mm -hmm. that uh thank you for becoming premium you know thank you like that's the thing man like in the past we've had people that kind of like might come at us sideways or they don't like something we said or did and they'll make a big fucking like ordeal of how they're not gonna be premium no more you know whatever and i never get upset because there's always someone else hopping on joining the party being like hey man i like what you do and i want to support it and uh you know thank you you know so i just concentrate on that yeah, that boils back down to not taking things personal because people going to subscribe and people going to unsubscribe. No, no, I'm talking about time. when it's meant for us to take personal. Oh, uh, okay. Well, okay. Well, when people's yeah. purpose, okay, is to get our attention. Yeah. Like I've had people that specifically wanted me to be like, damn, like, and now I'm canceling, you know, and it's like, all right. Okay. That's your right. That is your right. I never thought, I never assumed we were friends. So I just assumed mm-hmm. you like this content. And also at the same time, if you don't listen or whatever that doesn't mean we're not friends like agreed i just uh i have a certain understanding with what we do for a living so all right we'll be back i don't know how much we'll be back this week it's thanksgiving week um uh i know i have a doctor's appointment on tuesday afternoon so that you know it'll be a hectic to even get the show done that night um just because i think that appointment's later in the afternoon okay um and then i know justin can't do balls deep thursday or friday okay so i don't know we might be taking the week Week off off. in uh oh from some of the stuff i I do want to do a show tomorrow but i can't promise anything beyond like tomorrow so and then of course walking dead is is gonna still have their episode so we'll try to do the recap at some point then we got to we got a hornets game yeah so it's gonna be a lot going on y'all we'll see how everything works out uh all right all right y'all shit we got one tonight too play the bulls uh so anyway thank y'all for um listening thank you everybody that listened live in the chat uh and we'll be back uh like i said tomorrow for sure we'll see about the rest of the week until then i love you i love you too